it is Rebecca from the Arab Animation. Um, you're listening to Mascapades Podcast. This is Albano here at the Ink and Paint Shop at Art of Animation Resort at Disney. And you are listening to Mascapades. Hello, this is Natsumi from Disney's Arab Animation. I'm listening to Mascapades Podcast. <laughs> You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilistic, I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go! Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free. Happy Monday, everybody. Thanks for letting us start off your work week. This is Nick, and I'm joined here by my brother, Jeremy. Jeremy, say hey. Hey, hey. Hey, dude. This is episode 432, everybody, and today we're going to be discussing some new merchandise. Jeremy, what, what's it called? Yeah, today we're going to be discussing some uh, Disney products through LEGO that's coming out really soon. Yeah, you're super stoked about a few of these things. Uh, I think we referred to them as, what, minifigs? Mini figs, yeah. Mini figs, okay. All right, and we're also going to be dissecting the new Toy Story trailer, the Toy Story 4 trailer, that is, that was just released this past week. And there's lots of cool stuff woven into this trailer. And oh my gosh, the possibilities are endless as far as what could actually happen in this Toy Story uh, movie. Uh, Hopefully, this isn't going to be the last one. They kind of leave you thinking it might be, but then at the same time, you kind of left with a cliffhanger that it could just continue on. But before we get started, I do want to encourage you to go ahead and check out our friends over at waltexpress.com. Go ahead and check them out. You can join their newsletter and become a Disney expert yourself on deals, tips, and info on all things Disney. I'm pulling them up right here. We have a blog written by Peyton Williams. It's Disney 101, Beginner's Guide to Pin Trading at Disney World. Which I know, Jeremy, you absolutely love doing the pin trading stuff. Yes, and indeed. snacking at Epcot's 2019 Flower and Garden Festival, written by Vanda Bean. Go ahead and check them out. There are friends and your friends too over at waltexpress.com. And talking about pin trading, Jeremy, I think you, I, I, you probably hate to admit how much you spent on pins, but on our last trip, <laughs> I don't know, you, you spent a lot. Yes, I spent I spent I spent a lot of money. My my kids listen to this, so they don't need to know. <laughs> right, I was gonna say is there, I know Corinne's listening to this, and that's his wife, listeners, and I'm sure she no. doesn't even know how much he spent no. on pins. No, I uh, you know they, they say calories, and we talked about this before. Don't matter at Disney. Somehow I feel that the money doesn't matter at times until you get back in your reality life. 
it no, does it doesn't your first couple trips right and then uh, after and that you start to crunch there's some really cool pins out there and i saw some new designs coming out a really cool one with i believe it was a uh, chip or dale and they're investigating an ice cream cone it was really really cool for that festival but well i yeah. see one here on the blog and i see orange bird oh yeah. Yeah, it looks really cool. I see the citrus orange bird is really cool. And then I see the the Mickey icon, you know, where you scan your magic band at the stanchion to get into the park and for the fast passes. I see that on here, too. Go ahead. It's awesome. Uh, listeners, I go ahead and check them out. Walt Express. They got all these cool pins uh, up on this blog. So I haven't checked it out yet, so that's a good reminder. I'm going to do that. Um, you know, I know you're going out there pretty soon, so I'm going to have to send you some money to pick up one or two pins for me. I would love to have that orange Oh, bird. sure. Yeah, and this time I'm actually driving, so and not that pins take up much room anyway, so uh, just PayPal me. Yeah, cool. All right. So let's talk about some of the new merchandise. The new merch is coming out. I know you're super stoked about this. You've been sending me pictures all this past week. I've yeah. been getting them, too, from cast member Chrissy as well, and one thing that is the huge highlight is the Steamboat Willie. Oh, yeah. So Steamboat Willie. Uh, yeah, I get really passionate about this. And I've mentioned a couple of episodes ago when I've been on here uh, that our family, we're, we're Lego geeks. We're, we're Lego family. And it's really cool when Disney uh, has their Lego sets with them. So for all you Lego followers out there or non-Lego followers, Lego has a program called Lego Ideas. It's been around for a while. Ideas are submitted in by, you know, anyone. You, you know, yourself or I, and we put that in there and, and now the, the Lego design team votes on that and to see if it'll come to fruition. And so one of those sets that's coming out, which hits the shelves on April 1st of this year is Steamboat Willie. Uh, it's a really cool set. So if, if for all you listeners out there, if you haven't seen this, you can go to Lego or you can go, you can just Google it. Lego Steamboat Willie. It's a phenomenal set. Uh, it was first introduced back in June of 2016 by, and I'm going to butcher this guy's name, um, Mate Sabo. It's S-Z-A-B-O. So Listeners are used to it, buddy. I butcher names all the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he proposed this to Lego, and, and it went up and up and up, and Lego like was like, yes, we're going to have this set. And they, they kind of refine it, make it a little more tight. It's all black and white, like Steamboat Willie. And... Uh, it's it's a cool set. There's really there's so much I can talk about. It's just I, I'm going to buy. It. So of course it's going to retail. It drops on April first. I mentioned. So at midnight, I'm or buying it. or will it on April first? Ha ha. <laughs> Watch 80, it come out in color. <laughs> yeah, eighty nine ninety nine is what this uh, set is retailing for. Um, just some really cool tidbits on this. Um, so Lego designer John Ho and graphic artist Crystal Marie Fonten if I'm butchering her name, uh, helped uh, refine it. It's also a great way to celebrate Mickey's, you know, 90th anniversary. So what a cool set to go come out pretty soon. And we all know that Steamboat Willie was the first Disney film that had synchronized sound. So one of the cool things about this set is that when you move it, so the back paddle uh, moves and then the pipes literally go up and down as you move it. So it, it's, it's really, really cool. And it's all in black and white. That's neat. I didn't know that it actually moved. Yeah, yeah. Now there is a video out there. I, I didn't look into this, but will the, the someone had the the model already, and they were going to see if it floats in the bathtub. So I don't know, but it'll go straight down. That's, that's <laughs> what's going to happen. But uh, I know when I bite, it's going to go up on a shelf for everyone to see. But the Lego version I mentioned had the paddle wheels. It moves. The the steam uh, pipes go up and down. It has a boat bridge. Uh, room for it. it comes with two minifigs so you have your classic steamboat willie mickey and Minnie mouse uh 
in, on the set. So no Pete. No, no Pete. Oh, there man. is a I know. There is a parrot that comes with it. On the bridge it has all the little like details in there. Um, it has a ship's wheel, a life buoy, buoy buoy whatever, and a buildable bell. On the deck you can work the crane to lift the potato bin cargo on there. And uh, yeah, the other cool thing, you know, the, these are just some small little facts here. The artist, so every time a Lego idea set comes to fruition, I have the Wally one. The Wally one is is awesome. It's up on my shelf over I, there. I have mine up in my classroom. Sweet. And um, I'm a yeah, little, so- little slow though, Jeremy. It took me like three years to finally put it together. <laughs> not not in our house. It was I would right start and stop and start and stop. I got it for a Father's Day gift years ago. What a gift. And I think it was the last time that we went out and visited you out in Denver. So yeah. how many years has that been? Well, you were out here. Last time you were out here was in 2016, I believe. So there, a couple, three years ago. So I got it that year. Yeah. And, oh, wow. And so, it took, took me, I think I just put it together last summer. Squirrel finally. moment on this. I will get back to this Steamboat Willie, but now a little side. Yeah, side make sure you uh, mark it because we'll forget. No, I, it's all right. So a side sidebar here. That, that Lego Ideas Wally set, the first one that came out, we purchased and it had a flaw to it where the neck joints would cause Wally's head to, to move down. It wouldn't stay up. And then they re-released the, the set to where it was fixed. So we have the one that was the flaw put together, but the, we still have one boxed. There's always one that has to be boxed, especially these Lego ideas. The artists that put these sets together, you get a nice book to it. It's not your typical flimsy little book. Um, and what I was going to say now back to Steamboat Willie, it's cool because the, the guy that I butchered his name before, Mate Sabo, it's all good. He's going to – so they send them out on a whirlwind tour to sign the box. And actually, they're going to go around the Disney parks around the world uh, for the signing. So he will be with the Lego set at the Disney Springs Lego store April 3rd from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. So if you're there, uh, stop by the Lego store. And if they have those sets, they should have those sets available. Um, they might sell out. Get it signed. Uh, I don't know why it didn't come with Pete, though. I mean, Pete, I believe, made that Mickey short, I, or I should say that Silly Symphony. It was, it was a Silly Symphony, right? Yeah, well, yeah, Disney film. Yeah, Exactly, whatever, short. I think Pete made it just as much as Steamboat Willie, and many did. Oh, I agree. I, I don't know why he's not in it. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that until you brought that up. That's a, when Because you he, have, wouldn't have, he wouldn't have that cartoon unless it was for Pete. Right. So, you know, it, yeah, you know, on, on the, on the plus side, you get, you do get a mini, you get the parrot, uh, the set is really sound. The design looks really sound and really tight. Oh, it looks, looks awesome. Good. It does. Awesome is the right word for it. It's, it's got that, that two tone, but yet some monochromic gray in there. So it looks all black and white. They did a really good job. The box is looking cool. So some really, I, I'm trying to decide once I get it, am I going to put it in my office or am I going to have it at home? I don't know, but I am going to get it. So looking forward to that. I'm going to be on, actually, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go in, up to the Denver Lego store to pick it up. I'm going to order it online. Um, so yeah, April 1st, it's $89.99 Steamboat Willie Lego Ideas set. Check it out online if you haven't already. Great addition. Even if you're not a Lego fan, but you're a Disney fan, great addition to add to your collection. Um, it, it's really cool. The second part. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say what else has come out. I mean, well, I was getting, I was getting ready. Perfect. There you go. Good segue. So. Yeah. So another thing that I love to collect besides, you know, on the Lego sets are the little minifigs, little minifigures that come in the little sets or little poly bags uh, that you can buy individually. So uh, about a 
couple of years ago, Disney, you know, they had the Simpsons set, et cetera, et cetera. Disney had their Series 1 set come out. And as a family, we definitely made, made sure that we purchased every single one. Uh, the cool thing is my son is really good at going up to one of those packages and feeling them and telling me, hey, it's this character, it's this character. Cool. So that's how we do that. So Disney minifig set series two is coming out, hitting shelves May 1st of this year. Now, sometimes at certain stores, you're going to see it a little earlier. I've noticed if you go to Target and sometimes Walmart, you'll see those hitting the shelves before the actual Lego stores get them. So if you have a Lego store in your town, wherever you live or nearby, sometimes you're going to see it at a, a department retail store first. Uh, so they have 17 characters. It looks really cool. So, of course, they have the vintage Mickey and the vintage Minnie, just like it looks like Steamboat Willie. Uncle Scrooge McDuck. Huey oh, Dewey. nice. Yeah, so you got, yeah, and Huey Dewey and Louie with it. You have Chip and Dale, Jasmine, Jafar, Anna, Elsa. And, and those Anna and Elsa's, you know, there's a lot of Lego sets with them out there, but these look different. They're And, and the, the little props that come with them are really cool. Jack Skellington. Um... Edna, oh, I, Sally, That's I, I passed her up, sorry. Jack Skellington, Sally. Tell me they have Snow White and the Seven Doors. Negative. Oh, Negative. man, okay. So they have Edna Mode, Frozone, Hercules, and Hades. Um, now, I'm going to try to get all these. Now, these, you know, they're pretty pricey if you add these up. So $3.99 to $4.99 typically of what one little minifigure costs. So, you you know, you do the math on that. It, it gets pretty far up there in price. Um, but when you have this kind of a cool set, <laughs> it's kind of like we we're talking about the Disney pins or when you're at Disney, Disney World or Disneyland, you're buying the popcorn, you know, containers or stuff. It's like, eh, you, sure. you, you got to have it. So definitely I'm going to be looking for a lot of these, especially Uncle Scrooge, Huey Dewey Louie, Chip and Dale. I, I really, really want to get them. I'm going to have the, the vintage of Mickey and Minnie and I'm going to get them with the Steamboat Willie set. But I couldn't find this, so if anyone else wants to do some research on this, but they're saying that the Mickey and Minnie have a some kind of special printing on there. I don't know what that meant. I couldn't find anything else, or did I really, I guess, dig into it that deep to find out what Print, that printing? Yeah, there's there's some kind of special printing on it. I don't know if that was. I think it was on a, a forum I was looking at, and I didn't really look into it further. So I wonder if they're going to be celebrating Mickey's birthday, right? With his, you know, with the outfits that they currently have right now, you know, going on. So I, they, right. you know, looks like it's from the eighties. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so. All of the um, the cool thing about minifigs and Legos, you know, they always retain their value or go up in value. You know, you get you go on eBay or you go on Amazon, you look at these minifigs, and, and it's pretty pricey just to buy one. Isn't it crazy? Uh, it's nuts. Yeah, so we collect those little poly bags in the holiday time frame, and and um, you know, a Christmas train or whatever it is, or a snowman. And you know, you look next year or the year after that, and it's like, whoa, people are spending thirty bucks on this thing. You know, I'm not saying go out and just buy it for that monetary value. But, um, you know, get them, get them now if, if that's something you want to collect. But they look cool on a shelf. Uh, they look cool, <laughs> you know, but. So what yeah. were those figures, you know, the Disney Infinity figurines? So yeah. Disney came out with a line of action figures that have the same artwork, right? Okay, you're holding up your Donald right now. Yep. Now, what series is that? And the reason why I ask it just because we're talking about Disney merch and stuff. I, I just happened to be at a Goodwill a week ago and. I came across 20 of those things. Oh, wow. And I bought them all. They're each a dollar. You're a good, you're good, you're good dad. I would have had more, um, but there was this kid with a cart that took half the selection and just, and included 
all the Incredibles too. By the way, I was so disappointed. I almost had the the entire family. So, um, yeah, yeah. so I took the rest of them, and they were only a buck. But I was shocked that even Goodwill was selling those things for just a dollar. I don't think they really understood how much those are actually worth. I, you know, I agree. Uh, you know the the um, oh my goodness, now I'm, now I'm going blank. The the company that was producing Disney Infinity, uh, I know it was through Disney, but the actual production company that was doing these, you know, right. they went into business years ago, and and the price kept going down on these. They're they're relatively. I haven't looked, you know, to be honest. They're going, they're-, they're going back up. So like they did go down and you saw a lot of them on clearance. I mean, I, there was even a, a store out by, uh, oh geez, Whiteman Air Force Base that shut down and they were selling these guys for $5 a pop, which they were going for six to $10. Some of them were going for more, but like every single one of them, $5 a pop. And I still didn't buy them when they were $5. You know, I, I should have. <laughs> what? We did. <laughs> okay, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think it was Hastings. That's what it was. It was a Hastings store. Okay, yeah. Anyway, I've seen these figurines, though, shoot back up in price within the last six months or so. Well, you know, I'm not surprised. Um, you know, the, the the amount of time that went into, you know, sculpting these, it looked it, to me, it's like an animation maquette that an animator would look at. And that's what drew me to those. Um, we have... Oh, well over 50 Disney Infinity characters. And some of them we don't play with. We have them on display. But um, yeah, if, if you're if you're ever out and you're looking, you know, some Disney merch, you know, look at Goodwill. That's a, that's a good example. We found a few there before as well. But what are these characters that that, that have come out that we, I think we saw them while we were at Disney, right? Didn't we? Oh, right, right. I, I'm tracking. So no, you're all good, man. Yeah. So what they did since they discontinued making Disney Infinity and of of course, I'm going to forget this, but you can find the toys that are by the almost the I think the same artist that 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 designed the Disney Infinity characters, and they're making toys that are much larger. Um, you know, they they have the Toy Story line, they have the Marvel characters. I know any Disney store up at you know in, in the in the Denver Mall, they have a Disney store there, and you can get them there as well. But uh, they're a little bit bigger; they're posable. Yeah, I was going to say they're posable, and they're about the size of a soda can, right? Or maybe a little yeah. bit bigger, taller. Yeah, about the okay. yeah, right, about twelve to fourteen ounces. You know, that's how I'm thinking how right. many ounces is an inch. But anyway, uh, yeah, they're about they're about that size. <laughs> they're, about, they're about twelve ounces. Twelve ounces. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the, you know, the, the Disney merchandise out there, and with Lego and the Disney Infinity characters, is, is something else. And um, you know, it, I, I, I'm a sucker for purchasing it. Of course. So what else is out there that you wanted to talk about before we start talking about uh, the new trailer for Toy Story? Oh, there's so, you know, there's so much there. Uh, product line, I haven't really looked into besides the Lego stuff. I saw that Lego stuff drop on that news and immediately I had to send you that picture that day and that's about it. But there's a lot of stuff that's going on with Disney uh, with that Fox merger and, you know, prices going up. The the gondolas are, I saw that they were testing those the other day. There's so much going on. Um, yeah, the I'll, Fox merger, you know, we're talking about uh, Fantastic Four, the X-Men, Deadpool. Now, Iger kind of squashed all the rumors just the other day because he came out and said, you know, because there's been rumors, guys and, and listeners, you've heard them. You've seen it online that Deadpool's dead. Right. And death to Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds was posting a whole bunch of stuff on Instagram. I have not seen this. Waving goodbye on the bus, you know, with his Mickey ears on saying, I feel like it's the first day of pool. And he had another one where he was standing in front of the entrance of the Magic Kingdom. And you know the flower bed in the shape of Mickey's head? Yes. He had changed it to red 
uh, black and white, That's and he cool. had Thor's hammer hanging from in between his legs, like on his belt, and uh, just making fun of himself, becoming a Disney cast member. Yeah. And basically questioning, am I a Disney cast member? Am I not? What's going to be the hist- What's going to be the future of Deadpool? Bye bye. said they're they're going to tone it down. Interesting. They're keep you know, Deadpool, but they're going to keep it within Disney realm. Well, I, I remember listening to your last podcast. Um, you you know you were all talking about that. You know, and it got me thinking about that. Uh, you know, I don't know, but they did put a PG thirteen version of Deadpool two Deadpool two out just last November December. I don't know what it did in the box office as well as how it compared to Deadpool Deadpool two. Um, so you know, I'm not surprised with that as well. You know, one thing that you know, I know we're going off topic here, but one thing I I thought about is The Simpsons. So Disney's gonna they they own The Simpsons now. See, how does that work now with Universal? Right. Right. I mean, so we also in the last episode of our podcast we're talking about the Universal rights versus Disney yep. rights of huh. the Marvel universe, and we had a listener, and hopefully he's listening or she's listening right now that sent in the actual agreement to me i skimmed over it i did not read it word for word so he gave us some clarification once i finish that document i'm going to go ahead and talk about that it'll probably be next week but he sent in some clarification because what i was told during one of my tours right uh, in the utilidors you know there was a poster hanging up you heard me last week say it it was the incredible hulk right it was a roller coaster and i'm like well they have one over universal what's this all about and he our tour guide went on saying that Disney was thinking about creating one. They had the rights to create one and then it was put on hold and then universal got it. And it's just, it's very muddy waters. Uh, and then you have the Mississippi involved, literally muddy waters, right? West and East of the Mississippi have two different rights. It's really weird. So speaking of Simpsons, gosh, this is really getting really muddy. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm, I'm looking forward to when you, when you uh, share more of that info, how this is going to work out, because one thing I found out, and we'll talk about this later in Toy Story 4, you know, now with the Fox merger, uh, Disney Disney owns National Geographic. And um, wow, I didn't so, think about that. Yeah, there's a, there's there's a lot. They uh, own everything. They own the table this computer's sitting on right now. I, I swear, <laughs> they own this Mountain Dew can that I have in my hand. Pretty soon they will it'll be Disney's Mountain Dew. Yeah, you know, it'll be, it'll be, yeah, it'll be yeah. another mountain to add to all the mountains. There you go. Uh, you know, one thing I, that reminds me, uh, anyway, I, I'm going off topic here, but, um, you know, Disney and, oh uh, man, you know, he had a great quote out there. And so some, one of your listeners can correct me on this, but you know, Disney was never stopping. He was always innovating. He would always go on a ride to, and basically he, he, he was quoted basically saying that I go on this ride not just to ride it, but to see how I can improve it. What can I make it better? And yeah, always- the parks will never be completed. We, you know, we have some of the smartest listeners. We really do. And they they will send us information. Oh, they're a wealth of knowledge. And they continuously send in information. I don't, Lee, if you're still listening, sorry, Jeremy, I don't want to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But a big shout out right now. You know, you, you, you bring up our listeners, Jeremy. We have a listener, Lee, out in California. And he is a huge wealth of knowledge. And he will send stuff to us on a weekly basis, you know, yeah. just to share and, 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 uh, very much grateful for that. So continue on. I apologize. I, I well, interrupted just, you. Oh, you're no, you're fine. No, that's, that's fine. Um, no, it's just, it just shows that they're always looking to innovate, reinvent the wheel if they can. Um, you know, they own, they own a lot. Um, 
but yeah, I'm interested in seeing how this pans out. And I was listening to a podcast the other day on my way home uh, in regards to, you know, their new streaming service that's coming out. Um, Can't was, wait. Cannot wait. I cannot wait either. I'm looking forward to it. And rumor had it to where it was, now are we going to get all the content from back in the day from like the Herbie movies, Swiss Family Robinson, and all like the Disney afternoon? Because it was said all content. But so there will so, be a digital vault. Uh, Vicky and I have talked about this. Okay. When they first really, when they first released saying they're going to do this, I jokingly said, oh, there's going to be a digital vault where you'll have to pay extra right. to, to get into that vault that an upage in, right. Give us more money. You can have different tiers of the vault. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how that comes out. Yes, that is one streaming service I will uh, partake on. So, uh, yeah, but see, and they're going to be pulling out all of their movies off Netflix here pretty soon. I think in a couple months, actually. Yeah. From what I read online. But I really think, here's my prediction. I think Disney's going to have various plans. And we can jokingly say those are the series of vaults <laughs> that you can tap into. Like, you know, Little Mermaid was just released, right? Out of the vault recently. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. The movies that are considered in the vault, will you be able to stream those? Right? It's a good question. Looking forward to hearing more about that. I can't wait for the series they're going to have. Just like Netflix, they have their own mini series and things like that. They're going to have a Star Wars series. I know. Right? Yeah. And we're, we're not talking cartoons. I mean, we're talking real live action Star Wars series. Exactly. Looking forward to that. Looking, uh, I mean, you've got a great director already behind the helm for it. Rumors have it about the man. It's finally the Mandalorian. It's going to be uh, all canon, which is great. Yep. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. So, how about uh, let's let's talk let's, some Toy Story? Yeah, let's transition. Let's let's go ahead and start talking about the Toy Story Four trailer that was just released, and a lot came out of this one, man. A, a lot. So, uh, you know, I, I hope everyone. You no, know, not everyone has to agree. But, you know, when, you know, back in the day, um, Toy Story 3 felt like an end of an era. They were closing the book on Toy Story, their most recognizable property in Pixar and Disney. Um, I thought it was an end of an era. And yes, there was partial thoughts of will they make another one or will they not? Uh, I hope they do, but I hope they don't. You know, that, that little battle going on in my heart and brain. But back in 2014, that announcement came that they weren't it did. Kids. John Lasseter said they're going to make another one. There was a fourth movie and it, you know, I've read here and there. It didn't come as a shock, but you know, it kind of, kind of, kind of it is in a way, but I'm looking forward to it. So I want to rewind back to 2015 at the toy story Four. go ahead. Yeah. So I wanted to say here real quick before you start, you said end of an era. And one thing I've noticed with my own kid, here's what's weird. So you and I, of course, we were adults, but we grew up with Andy. You have a lot of the kids growing up now that are growing up with Bonnie. And what's cool is they see Bonnie as the owner and they support her as the owner of these toys versus Andy. But like the older generation supports Andy as the as the true owner of all these toys. And I just I overheard Colin talking about it just the other day. And he's saying Bonnie this, Bonnie that. And, you know, for him, even though he has seen the other ones, he's seen more with Bonnie in it. So to him, Bonnie is the owner of Buzz and Woody and all these toys that he has in his room right now. Right. And and, and one thing, if you noticed in the progression of Toy Story 1 and then 2, then 3, you're looking at a time jump in a space of, you know, of, of age. Uh, for the characters, for Andy and his sister and his mom and, and, and what the toys are going through. And then you have Toy Story 3 to Toy Story 4, and they're only jumping basically a year. 
And so right. they're sticking a lot closer uh, with Bonnie. And then we can talk about this a little bit later, but there's Easter eggs throughout. And you so, see Bonnie's name written on, on on the toys. Oh, for sure. Go ahead. And so go ahead and start us off where I interrupted you at. Oh, you're fine. So I wanted to kind of rewind back to the Toy Story 4 presentation at D23, at the D23 Expo in 2015. Um so it, it, Randy Newman came out and did a whole live rendition of You Got a Friend in Me. Remember, yep. Dropped ceiling, costume characters, Lotso, Mr. Potato Head, all spraying in, and they announced it. Um, and then here we are, 2019, five years later. Actually, the movie was supposed to drop uh, June 16, 2017. Uh, but there's a lot of changes in Pixar. Uh, throughout this whole the whole last five years with directors coming going um you know the helm you know changing here there with lassiter and ed catmull um and some script issues here and there so finally we got a full trailer after a teaser i think it was in january and then another little quick teaser in february and then finally the full trailer arrived on march 19th so so here we are with it um if you don't mind i wanted to start off with a uh a synopsis of the movie, if you don't mind. Do we see in this new trailer, do we see Mr. and Mrs. Spud? Yes, actually, you know, it's something I wanted to bring up as well. So they're in a shot where you see in Bonnie's room and there's a big shot of like, you know, the Martians, everyone is there and they're playing in Bonnie's room. And you see off to the screen on your right, you see Mrs. Potato Head and then Mr. Potato Head right behind her. Now, Don Rickles had, you know, he passed right, away. He passed away. 2017 now from when i was researching as well they hadn't made any uh recordings of, of dialogue with him so no one really knows as of right now how much interaction there's going to be if they're just going to show him in there if there's someone else is going to voice him just like with slinky dog with jim varney after he passed away or so you know that's still up in the air right now but there is a shot in the trailer. Right. And, the, and it comes in the beginning, right? Where right. the trailer starts where it's like one of Woody's toy meetings that he always had back in the day in Andy's room. Right. Where he's, you know, he's explaining about Bonnie and this new toy. You know, so I don't know. It, it you know, Don, he was a, he was a great, great actor and he was a really good voice. I mean, who can else, who else can do Mr. Potato Head? Um, you know, one of my favorite lines back in Toy Story 1 is, what are you looking at, you hockey puck? <laughs> I, like, I like, I'm a married spud. I'm a married know, spud. You know, there's so many quotes, and, and, and Don Rickles was such a great voice actor for him and, and so much character. So, I, you know, I'm interested in seeing how, how that works out and what they're going to do moving forward with that. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about this here in a bit. But, you know, there's old voices, old voice actors coming in. And filling in as well as some new ones with the new characters, of course. But um, the other cool thing is Bo Peep is back. Uh, she wasn't in Toy Story 3. We heard that she was sold at a yard sale, so we're going to be able to see how that comes to fruition. And she's very much different. She's a different Bo Peep. Yeah, she is different. Than I like the new when we remember her. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great um, new look for her. As well as it's going to show her more of her, I don't know, this is my guess, her independent side. I was so just going to say independence, yes. Yeah, her independent side. So like that whole new look kind of works with that. And see her in action, uh, as you see in the trailer and how she... Uh, she definitely has an Elsa moment. Well, she's <laughs> very independent, right? But yeah, so can I go into, whole, can I go into the new character? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, so the trailer starts off where... Woody's having one of his toy meetings and talking about Bonnie's new toy and how she made a new friend. 
at school. So she's at school now. She's not at Sunnyside anymore. So she's growing up. And you said this is about a year. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Or, okay. So the thing is a spork. They call the thing forky, <laughs> but it's a spork. I have, some, I have some questions with this. So she actually made a toy that came to life. Right. So is there something with Bonnie in this whole Pixar realm? And I can only, you know, I have to ask this. Can anyone make anything and it comes to life? Can That's the parents make anything and it comes to life? Or is it just something that Bonnie can do? We never saw that with Andy. Um, the, the thing itself, it's, it's a spork, but they call it Forky. I don't know why they call it Forky. Hopefully it will be explained in the trailer. It, Perfect. it doesn't even know what it's it what it is. I mean, it's even saying I'm not a toy. It, it does know that it's not a toy. So therefore, right. did it know that it was a spork? Well, right, because you see him on the on the RV. Hey, I, I know I'm from salad or for soup, maybe chili. <laughs> right. So even though even though the thing didn't have eyes, does everything in that Pixar universe down to the pencil know it's a pencil? You know, one of the things out there that on some of these forums that people are talking about is, are we going to see how a toy comes alive and what deems that toy being alive, as well as the whole cycle of life of a toy, you know, that never any cycle of the their owner growing up. And then what do they do? Or or is like what Bo Peep is kind of showing the independence of, of toys, of what you can enjoy. But yeah, the, the character looks great. I'm looking forward to that. And of course, it's got those issues that Buzz went through. And so there's a lot of nods to the first one, as you can see in this trailer, which I'm glad. That's where I kind of also think if they're going to, I know I'm going off key here, but if they're going to wrap this up with this one, I don't know. But um, looking looking forward to that. That character, Jordan Spiel, I believe is the voice actor for that. Uh, sounds great. And I haven't seen any merchandise out there yet for Forky. Yeah, well, there's been a lot of spoof merchandise out there, people making their own stuff and oh, boxing yeah. it up and putting pictures out on the internet. And it looks like it's legit. It looks like it's been manufactured in some Chinese plant. I'm not, I'm not kidding. And hopefully they do sell it. I would buy one. I'm, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would. Wouldn't you? I'm, I'm going to wait, but yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's very interesting. I mean, you have Mr. Prickle Pants, who's there at the, at the toy meeting saying... Love that guy. Right, I know, right? He always has the right thing to say at the right time, and he's so dramatic. He's like, it's a spork. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like he's stating the obvious, but also at the same time, you look at that and he's probably thinking to himself, how did you become a toy? How did you become alive? And here's the. How do you have self awareness? I agree. And this is what's great. This is what Pixar, their brilliance involved with this. So. Any child, you know, my girls, they have their toys, they play with their toys, but when they make something or a drawing or just a box, that thing is alive to them. That little object that they made, when my girls come back and they made a craft and they show me, it's like, it's the thing. Look what I've made. And that's where the brilliance comes of this because Mr. Pruglepans, he's like, it's a spork. It's all it is. But yet to Bonnie, that spork that she made with those pipe cleaners and stuff is is what she made. She created this thing. So that's And the she thing. wrote her name on the bottom of the shoes of this spork, just like Andy did with all of his toys. I mean it, it it's it's fabulous. And speaking of, do we know did does Andy and Buzz have Bonnie on the bottom of their feet? Or is it Andy still? I cannot remember. I can't remember even though I just watched the trailer for the Umpteen's time today. Uh, there is a thing that comes up and it shows Bonnie, but I forgot who it is. So any listener, 
uh, call me out on that. Okay. What else you got for us? So let's let's you know for those who haven't seen the trailer, of course we're gonna probably talk about some uh, spoilers here. So if you don't want to listen, well I I hope you still listen. <laughs> but so I'm just gonna jump into that synopsis. So Woody has always been a conf- has always been confident about his place in the world, and that his priority is taking care of his kid, whether that's Andy or Bonnie. So when Bonnie's beloved new craft project turn toy Forky declares himself as trash and not a toy. Woody takes it upon himself to show Forky why he should embrace being a toy. But when Bonnie takes up the whole takes the whole game on her family's road trip excursion, Woody ends up on an unexpected detour that includes a reunion with his long-lost friend Bo Peep. After years of being on her own, Bo's adventures, spirit, and life on the road melodies um, her delicate porcelain exterior. As Woody and Bo realize that the world's apart when it comes to life as a toy, they soon come to find that's the least of their worries. So that's the whole synopsis that's out there. Anyone can find on the internet of this. So that's what we know of it. Um, you know, it, any thoughts on that, Nick? Well, what, I've, what I want to know. So Bo Peep ends up in this antique shop. Right. And I think the antique shop is called Second Chance Antiques. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It has 1986 on it, which yep. here's a little tidbit. It's the same yep. year that Pixar was established. Uh-huh. And in this what, antique what, shop... What, what date? What date in 1986? There's oh. a, it's a little trivia question. Like, actually, what day? Yeah. February 3rd. Oh, okay. So the 3rd. Yeah. Gotcha. It's cool. That's all. <laughs> so Okay. okay. <laughs> so here we have Bo. We also see the tin toy soldier mm-hmm. that was also uh, in one of Pixar's original shorts, I believe, which really caught Disney's eye. It's called tin toy, right? Right. That's what inspired. Yeah. That's what inspired toy story in itself, which is, which is kind of cool that they, it's all symbolic that they kind of just put this all in there, but we have Bo Peep at this antique shop and we have this doll that seems to be the villain that, Mm -hmm. that has all these ventriloquist dolls that are kind of her little henchmen. And she seems to be taking the place of Lotso, right? As the next villain. villain. Right. Yeah. Um, so the whole backstory on how Bo Peep ended up in this antique shop, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, she was sold at a yard sale, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming. Okay. I, so I can't remember from the first film how she actually left well, she Andy's house. And their Toy Story 3, they mentioned she was sold at a, at a yard sale. Got it. So anyway, here she is and she shows back up and she is a changed woman. She's more independent. She actually saves Woody from this villain that's inside the antique shop. But this whole time, like this seems like this whole entire movie, it Woody's trying to convince Sporky or Forky that he brings joy and is going to bring everlasting joy to Bonnie. But then yet you have Bo Peep who's trying to explain to Woody at the same time that it's not about bringing joy to well, I can only assume. I don't know. It's you know, it's not about bringing joy to just one specific owner, but just being more independent and not not relying or supporting just one owner. Right, enjoying life. Yeah. So basically, like I, I wrote down here, so like friendship, love, and purpose in life. Basically, like for the toys, mm-hmm. what is their purpose in life? And I think this is what this this trailer or you know, Toy Story Four is questioning. What is a toy's purpose? You have Bo that has completely changed. What changed her? Right. You know, what experiences did she have that completely changed to where she's trying to explain to Woody and try to change his thoughts and his feelings? Well, you know, in the trailer, you see flashbacks. So hopefully 
that were maybe they're filling the gaps on these flashbacks. Maybe it's flashbacks of how we'll find out or, you know, of what, how that happened to Bo Peep. But, you know, we we're talking about how Bo, the, the whole story with Bo Peep, actually, if you go back to the D23, uh, I found this information um, in 2015, John Lasseter actually mentioned that the story. Now, let me say this without the knowledge of this. Uh, you know, there were some, of course, there's always script changes uh, throughout. So I, after John Lasseter left, I don't know what was changed. But John Lasseter at that D23 presentation mentioned that um, the story is based on the life of his wife, of John Lasseter's wife. Uh, his wife was a former Apple computer engineer. Her name was Nancy. And so what John Lasseter stated that was Bo Peep really reminds me of my wife, Nancy, in many ways. And my wife, Nancy, has an incredibly emotional story before I met her. So it's a very personal story, as is as is every film at Pixar. But that's what this one is for me. It's a very touching story that's inspired by my love for my wife. Um, so I don't know if they kept that. I don't know if that's what we're going to see or if they kind of kept that ideology and changed some things on that. But, I, you know, I yeah, I, I really think you're hitting the nail on the head. It's going to be one of those of what is our purpose to let Bonnie grow up and go on to the next adventure if there is after that? Or is there more to this life of enjoyment than just uh, being with Bonnie? So Bo, or, yeah, so Bo tells Woody, you know, owners lose their toys on a daily basis all mm-hmm. the time. Um, you know, she seems to be a rogue or like a vigilante kind of character in this trailer looks cool which is kind of cool like you said independent but i agree with you it's all about questioning what is our purpose as a toy mm-hmm. and i think I don't, I don't think toy story 4 is the end i think this is the, actually the beginning of a whole new set of adventures for the toys now here's my so i'm going to put in a prediction here sure i, I think the toys are going to be split up at this point i don't think they're all going to come home I think you're going to have a group of toys that are going to follow Bo Peep because I don't think Bo Peep's going to come home. I think they're going to follow Bo Peep and they're going to have their own adventures. I hope. I really do. Somehow, if not in this film, hopefully the next film, when those toys are on their adventures with Bo Peep or whatever it might be, Lotso makes a cameo or makes an appearance or becomes a character again as a changed toy. Right. That, that's cool. I really... I Because we don't know... The fate of Lotso. We assume he died, but we didn't see him die. Or, you know, not die, but perish, right? Right. Um, Didn't see it, but I don't think this is the end, dude. I really don't. I do think Woody goes back to Bonnie. I I, I think Woody's very committed to his... his, Yeah, he's very loyal. Thank you. I think Buzz is going to be right there with him. I think they're always going to have those two together. You can't... They're inseparable. You can't break those two up. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone else, you really can Besides T-Rex, I think T-Rex is loyal too, to, to the cadre, right? But as far as like Bo Peep, I think she may convince a few toys to kind of leave and go on their separate ways. Maybe this is their way of Mr. and Mrs. Spud going on their own way. Maybe. You also have the new Ducky and Bunny uh, that's at the carnival. Yeah, I don't know if I'm a fan. I, I get it. You throw it in there for humor, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? I don't know. Um... I really don't know. There's not much out there except for that teaser trailer that was dropped in February and they're on the main poster. So, um, 
you know, I, I really don't know. I, I liked the interaction of it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good for what it did, but I don't know how they're going to tie him in, but except for they're at the carnival and Buzz has a little interaction with them. So, so maybe for that, that comedic kind of humor aspect of it all. Um, I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's what I can say from my point of view. And I, Pixar has never disappointed me when it comes to, uh, their story. So, I'm just gonna have to wait and see uh, come June and go from there with 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 the new characters. Same thing with 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 Forky, you know, you know his fate, what happens there. Uh, I think he goes back to Bonnie, but yeah, we'll see. And you know that that's a, you know, we're talking about all these characters. Uh, there's there's another one that they're introducing. If you don't mind me moving on here, uh, you have um, uh, Kaboom, Duke Kaboom. Yeah, looks great. <laughs> Voiced by Keanu Reeves. Uh, oh, that's you, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. That's he, who's. That's his character. You know, he just released yesterday. Well, I, well, the day we're recording this, it would have been a few days ago. They're coming out with another Bill and Ted's. I saw that. They were at the yeah. Hollywood Bowl. Yes, yeah. yes. But on Instagram, yep. <laughs> What's the little so, tiny character on Bo Peep's shoulder that you, that so you see? So who we have there? Her name uh, is Giggle McDimples. <laughs> I love these names they come up with. Prickle Pants, Giggle <laughs> McDimples. So, yeah, let's go over these characters really quick, if you don't mind. So, of course, you know, really quick to wrap up the whole other thing about the the, um, the emotional journey that, that Toy Story has shown us. Even you've seen it in, in Monsters. But um, the emotional journey, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen, literally, I don't have their quotes, but there is, um, by the final day of recording, it is stated that they said they were on an emotional journey through this. And um, it was very heartfelt. And, of course, tears were were drawn and stuff. So... And they brought them together. I think right. this is the first time they put them all in the studio together to yeah, record so, because before they were recorded separately. So it's gonna. We know it's gonna be emotional. There was an emotional aspect in Toy Story three and two and one. We know it's gonna be emotional. So you know Tom ha- Hanks. Oh man, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen are back. Annie Potts, who does uh, Bo Peep, John Cusack, and John Ratzenberger. Of course, John Ratzenberger, and the rest of all confirmed to come back. Uh, we and then uh, you know what. I, I, Going back, I gave the wrong voice for Forky, so I hope someone called me out on that. It's Tony Hale who is voicing uh, Forky, so that's my fault. I said Jordan Spiel. Um, I was wrong on that. Jordan Peele is And playing- at some times, he kind of sounds like Josh Gad, I'll just be honest. Did you think that, too? A little bit, I did, yeah. Right, especially when he's whispering in Woody's ear. Right. So, yeah, then you have, um, well, Keegan-Michael... Key and Jordan Peele are doing Ducky and Bunny. Keanu Reeves is Duke Kaboom. Um, can- Canada's greatest stuntman. <laughs> I love it. It'd be kind of cool if uh, he meets Evil Knievel or Super Dave. <laughs> and then you have Gabby Gabby, who's the, you know, I'm going to read these bios if you don't mind. The additional character details. Gabby Gabby. Um, an adorable talking pull string doll from the 1950s. But unfortunately for her, a manufacturing defect in her pull string voice box has left her sounding anything but adorable. She has spent more than 60 years forgotten in the depths of a jam-packed antique store. Her only companions are the band of voiceless ventriloquist dummies. Gabby Gabby knows someone will want her if she can only find a working voice box to repair hers. So we assume this this is the villain. mm Mm-hmm. It has been stated she is the villain. Uh, Christina Hendricks from Mad Men television show. Um, I believe she was on that. Um, She is the voice of that. Uh, she stated that uh, she has the ability to sound inviting and friendly than 
a little subtle to become cold and terrifying in just a few words. So, you know, ventriloquist dummies and all that kind of stuff, it's Twilight Zone's done a lot of stuff with that. So it's going to be a little, a little creepy with that. And then you have Duke Kaboom. It's based off a 1970s toy out of Canada's greatest stuntman, riding his powerful Kaboom stunt cycle. Duke is always prepared to show off his stunt poses with a confidence and swagger. And then, however, Woody learns quickly that Duke has an Achilles heel. He's never been able to do the awesome stunts advertised in his own <laughs> jump point commercial. So what I'm thinking is, oh, you see the trailer, a Ferris wheel, and you see these fireworks, and you see them flying across the sky. So I think he's going to pull that off. So, um, yeah. yeah, you do see that. You do. At the end. You yeah, see so an image flash across the screen and you don't know who it is. You kind of assume it's Buzz because you see Buzz flying again. You do. Yeah. Or if he's falling with style, one of the two, a big nod from the first one. Right. So they're saying Duke Kaboon, he's been sitting in that antique store constantly reliving the failures of his tragic past. That's awesome. Oh, I love the creativity of Warren. This is actually kind of true, Keanu. <laughs> no, Keanu, he's a, he's a pretty good actor. Does I say it wrong? Keanu? 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 I don't know. Mr. Smith. <laughs> right. Um, so they're saying with Keanu, um, he dug deep to find the soul of this character. You know, the last time I was on, we talked about how they find the souls of these characters and their voices. And, and at one point during it, I don't think he's going to have to really act for this character. No, nah. <laughs> he stood up in the middle of Pixar's atrium and struck a pose while proclaiming victory. They were saying it was so funny. And it's all in the movie, and it's all Keanu. Matter of fact, does he even really act anyway? I mean, come on now. Uh, you uh, know, we're not we're not we're talking about you know more of an adult movie. John Wick, uh, Keanu does he does all his own stunts, and he knows. Does he really? He does all his own stunts in that one. All, all, that, all that work. No, with I, the, I'm a fan. I mean, come on now, Matrix. You have to be a fan of that guy. I think Matrix made him, not Bill and Ted. <laughs> all the way back to what was that movie on the bus with Sandra Bullock? Um, Oh, anyway, yeah. Chase? Was that what it's called? No. Uh, here we are, man. I don't know. Giggle, I said this earlier, Giggle McDimples, a miniature plastic doll from the 1980s, Giggle McDimples toy line. Giggle is Bo Peep's best friend, small enough to perch on Bo's, sho- Bo's shoulder. Giggle is Bo's confidant, supporter, and advisor. Giggle, so they're kind of saying Giggle is like Bo's Jimmy Cricket. We're able to get the insight on Bo through her relationship together. Uh, G- Giggle is definitely the smallest toy in the Toy Story universe. She's been stepped on, vacuumed up, and probably put in a kid's nose in her time. Um, Smaller so, than the army men? Yeah, I, I don't. I know. I was thinking that too, as well as with Small Fry, the, the Pixar short with all the toys, you know, from the meals. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. She must be a, um, uh, a prominent character because I believe she's on the movie poster as well uh, that they were showing online. <clears throat> and she hops on Woody's shoulder at one point in the teaser trailer. She does. And then we have Benson. Benson is a classic antique ventriloquist dummy in Gabby Gabby's right hand. Benson leads a small group of ventriloquist dummies that serve as Gabby's henchmen. With no person to give them a voice, these silent toys patrol the antique store with a looming quietness that is inherently unsettling. Um, So this is a quote from the producer Mark Nielsen. Uh, The dummies are by far some of the creepiest characters we've ever created. Our animators really leaned into the truth in materials. Yeah. I don't know, Jeremy. That baby in Tin Toy was pretty creepy. <laughs> well, you got to look at the rendering back in the day and how they did that. You know, it, right? Give that some some thoughts. <laughs> well, Mark Nielsen says our animators really leaned into the truth in materials for our ventriloquist dummies. The way they move, 
Dummies' bodies are soft with no structure, so our dummies' arms just dangle and their legs bend backwards. Throw in their fixed expressions with their wide eyes and big hinged jaws and their night, their nightmare material in the best way possible. So, you know, I really hope I'm, we're going to see this as a family. I, you know, it's probably going to be a scary little, uh, I don't know, for kids, uh, part of the movie. So I'm hoping my two young ones uh, don't get a little scared about, you know, their dolls. And their, we don't have any ventriloquist dolls in our house. So Colin has one. He has Slappy from Goosebumps. And so when he saw... When he saw the ventriloquist dolls, he was super excited. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. And I was going to bring that up. That's a good good uh, transition here because if you look at it, it looks almost like him. Almost identical. And Stein, the author of Goosebumps, said, it, you know, it, there's a big, uh, you know, closeness of the look of that. Well, all, don't all they all look the same anyway? I mean, I don't think whoever well, is a creator of Goosebumps owns the rights and looks of right, a ventriloquist right. doll. Right, I had one as a kid. I actually had Hardy off Laurel and Hardy. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, but yeah, um, so those are our characters. And, you know, of course, I couldn't find any bios on um, Ducky and the bunny. Um, but, you know, it looks like a great cast. It looks like, I, you know, Pixar is hitting. I believe they're going to hit another home run. Um, I'm really looking forward to this. And, you know, some of the other things that I found is there was a lot of, you know, to me, it's not a big deal. You know, Bo Peep, as you look from Toy Story 1, she changes in Toy Story 4. You know, that I think it's a really good change and it looks great. Some of the complaints were like, what's going on here that people were asking about was, um, you know, there's a there's a scene in that trailer of uh, if it is it Andy or Andy's son. But he's looks like he has Jesse and, and Buzz and he's. You know, the camera's panning as he's moving, and it's a total rendition and rendering of Andy uh, compared to what it looked like in Toy Story 1. Um, of course, technology gets better over the years. I mean, that was, you know, 20 years ago. Yeah, over over 20 years ago? You're well, kidding me, buddy. That's crazy because I remember working in the movie theater when yeah. that came out and cleaning up, like, the popcorn and the sodas and watching the just watching the movie in general. That's nuts. It is. I was, I was a sophomore in college. And I went and saw that movie three nights in a row. I was like ecstatic. I'm like, that's where I need to work. That's where I'm going to go. Well, life has other changes, you know, <laughs> but I went and saw that movie three nights in a row. Yeah, it was 1995. You think they're going to be plucking at a heartstrings just like in the last one where the handoff of the toys went to Bonnie? Do you, I, that's why I think some toys are going to go on their own way. I, you know, I think they're going to pluck at our heartstrings. I, I hope they do. I, I won't be ashamed to say I teared up. Um Oh, dude, right. We've all followed Andy and his toys, you know, and for that generation to be hand handed off, I think we can all relate with our own toys. Yeah. Looking back at this, you know, I mean, everybody has their box in their parents' basement with all their toys and you go back. I know you you took yours a long time ago, but you go (laughs) back, you go back and you look at this box and then you're flooded with all these memories. Right. You know, and then you have this decision to make. It's just wasting space. Mm-hmm. Do I hand them off to my own kids or do I goodwill them? Right. And <laughs> ship them off to some other kiddos, you know, like, so we all come to that place in time and Andy did, and he gave them to Bonnie so we can all relate as adults and as kids. Exactly. So right now we're in a time, you know, a little, another sidebar. Um, we're a time in our life where, Yes, listeners, I have. we have four children. Our oldest is 16. He's going into senior in high school, and we have a three-year-old. I was going to say, Andrew, your youngest? 
It is three years old. Yes, yeah, six. They're four, awesome, five, dude. Five, I love them. I wouldn't change it for the world. So right now, our oldest is looking at colleges. You know, he's he's getting you know he's getting really serious about colleges, and we're getting ready to go do a trip and look at some schools here. And dude, he was serious about college five years ago. Let's just say it. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and he probably could have went too. Yeah, yeah. I was down in his room uh, yesterday, and I was looking around at the toys. And he's I'm super about smart, bro. That he has had since he was little, and I started thinking about that. I'm like, wow, he's 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 coming to a transition where all we all are in life of I want to box these up because when he gets out of school or when, when he gets his own place, he's going to be like, Oh, I remember this. I want this. I don't want this gone. And I don't want to get rid of those because it's memories from, uh, you know, Corinne and I with him or, you know, him and I together. And, and, and it's the same thing that you, you know, that, that box that we have, I have a box up in my closet. We took from, I took from our parents' room and right. It didn't say anything. <laughs> and you, yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> They're not. They're I'm not, sorry. It's awesome, dude. Kids play with them, and you know, I watch our five and three year old bring to life their little toys, and yeah, it, so, wow. It's yeah. about so. So you're getting back to the root of this cartoon or Pixar movie. It's it's about life. It is. It, it's it, about it's, life. Pixar is wonderful. Um, hey, can we move into some? You know, a little hard transition here. Can we move to some Easter eggs that that? Yeah, and then we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Let's do that. Okay. So, so I hope though, real in, quick, before we move in. I do hope that Lotso makes an appearance. And I really think that if Lotso would have ran into Bo before the, you know, Woody and Buzz did it at Sunnyside, I think maybe Lotso would have been a changed bear. Hmm. You know, I think because it's all about how the toys handle that loss of the owner. And I think maybe Bo could have helped him with that. All right. I'm just a huge Lotso fan and I really want him to come back. I think there is a lot of good in him. I remember, yeah, that Lotso, you were so happy at Disney World. Oh, man, that was a little over a month ago now. Uh, oh, yeah, the big Lotso. Yeah, the big one. I remember Colin and I were just playing with him an, uh, an hour ago. I was coming. We were coming out of uh, Buzz Lightyear's ride. Uh, Space Ranger Spin. Yeah. We're in Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, yep. And I saw, of course, Buzz Lightyear out there. I'm like, hey, hey, he's over there. I'm going to go get my picture with him. And you're like, look what I bought, man. That, I go, that one's yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than me. <laughs> Sitting on the counter in there. Um, I was like, cool. <laughs> I know, right? All right. So, okay, let's move on. Yeah. So, some Easter eggs. You already mentioned it. 1983 at the um, at the store. So, you know, Pixar was founded in, I mean, 1986, sorry. Uh, in 1986, February 3rd, 1986. If you look on the movie poster as well, you're going to see a painting up to the left. And it's, uh, have you ever seen that? The dogs playing poker uh, by Cassius uh, Marcellus Coolidge's iconic painting. They're playing poker. In Roseanne, it's, I have, yes. It's Doug from Up with the canine buddies all around the poker really? table. Look at it. When, you, when when we're down here, look at it. Go and see that. It looks really cool. So, of course, you mentioned Tin Toy. Now, that now, came out in 1988, by the way. Wow. <laughs> I was in sixth grade that year. So, actually, no, seventh grade. I was in seventh grade. Um. Anyway, in that same scene in the antique store, it looks like we have another little party scene as you see in the in the trailer. So you see Tin Toy. You can find this online. It is really cool. What a nod it is to Star Wars if you had seen this. You can see Obi-Wan and Ponda Baba. If if you know who Ponda Baba is, go to the Cantina scene in New Hope. Okay? And you see uh Obi-Wan cut off the arm of the walrus looking guy. Right. Obi-Wan and Ponda Baba are in there, and you see Obi-Wan's hand going up and down, almost in like in a karate chop motion. I don't know if it's like imitating his lightsaber, but the detail is... In, is in the antique store? 
Yes, it's in that party scene. And I'm so gonna the, have to watch that. It's awesome. Anyone out there listening, just go ahead and Google it. You can see it. I'm gonna pull it up right now. Keep going. And so the other thing that you see in there is a is a bear with a banjo. So yeah, so some, some people are saying that that looks like one of the what's bear, up the bear country, the yep. country bear jamboree. Right? Is that a nod to it? Yeah. Also, I don't know. Of, I don't know. You're gonna see the tri lakes, of course. We always see that it, on the teaser trailer we had in the carnival in in February with Buzz, Bucky, and, and uh, Ducky. You see the Coco guitars all all throughout. <laughs> Yes, I did see that. So Duke Kaboom. Now it looks like Duke Kaboom. If you go to Incredibles 2 in the playpen with Jack-Jack and Dash and Violet are looking up, you see a, a almost exact likeness of Duke Kaboom playing in the uh, in the crib. It's, I mean, the playpen. Uh, so it has the mustache, everything. So, you know, Pixar's known for adding characters ahead of schedule. So I think that is that, you know, him in there. Um, of course, I, I couldn't find anything showing it, um, but there's always A113 somewhere. So keep your yes. eyes up. Now on, on the RV itself, it, it's a different license plate with a letter B. Um, <laughs> in the antique store, here's some really, really cool fun facts. You see the dummies, the ventriloquist dummies chasing Woody. And, and I mentioned earlier with National Geographic, he goes over a whole stack of National Geographic magazines and they come down. Well, really? Okay. Fox merger, you know, uh, would, you know, Disney owns them now. And then this is really cool too. In the back, there's a basket with a magazine from the fifties and it has, it's called look magazine. If you, if you go in a little bit further, you see something about Walt Disney world on there. Now, there was an issue on Look Magazine, which featured Walt Disney and Davy Crockett on the cover about the opening of Walt Disney Land in July of 1955. And so it's back in the basket there, but you don't see the picture. You just see Look, and then you see fine little words, Walt Disney World on there. So some of the rumors are, is that not just a nod to Walt Disney and having that in an antique shop, but they just also opened up Toy Story Land last year. So, you know, is that a nod to Toy Story Land as well? So some really cool Easter eggs like Pixar does all the time. Um, you know, that that's what I found in my research. You can really scan that, uh, that trailer really well. Someone said they saw the eagle. I couldn't find them from Small Fry or the hawk or from the Small Fry. Sh- oh, Pixar sure, yeah. Flying in there, um, I couldn't find him anywhere. I couldn't. I couldn't find Kenobi. Oh, really? It's there. It's there. Just, just seriously. Uh, <coughs> excited about it. That's all. You can, you can uh, Google it. Uh, just put Kenobi, Toy Story four. You know, whatever. However you look. But okay. You can, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, there's also a guy down under, I forgot, he, he's a video a vlogger on, on YouTube and an Australian, and he had it on there. A little more detail. Uh, it's, it's so funny. <laughs> but anyway, looking forward to this. Uh, Toy Story 4, you know, coming out uh, in June. Cannot wait. Uh, we always, I think, Dinos- Good Dinosaur is the only one we didn't see when it opened up with the Pixar, but we're definitely going to be doing this as a, as a father's day outing. Um, but yeah, there you go. Toy story four. It's coming. When is the release again? June, what? June 21st. Okay. Yep. 21st. All right. Awesome. Can't wait for this one to come out. I really do hope that Lazo makes an appearance. I'm just saying, (laughs) just saying, just saying, well, thanks Jeremy. This was really fun, man. 
this was. was this was this was great. We had a lot of cool Lego stuff come out. Talking about the minifigs, some of the Disney Infinity characters broke down and dissected Toy Story 4 trailer, which is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you found a lot of cool Easter eggs, by the way. So thanks for bringing that our way as well. You're welcome, listeners. Yeah. If what's up? No, no, I just want to say. Sorry to your listeners for all the jumping around that we do. <laughs> oh no, they're used to it with me, man. So totally, they're they're trained right now from squirrel moments all the time. So it's all good. Trust me. All right. So if you're interested in being a guest on our show, or have a question or comment, or simply want that free quote, don't be bashful. Just get a little dopey with me and go ahead and simply text me 407-674-0414 or email me mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Check me out on my social media accounts. Instagram is going to be mousecapades underscore Nick. My Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast. Don't forget to place the in front of Mousecapades Podcast. And our Twitter account is going to be mousecapadespod. As always, I think it's about that time, Jeremy. Peace. Did you figure something out? Did you did you think of something to say at the end? <laughs> no, I did not. Nothing yet. So he's he's still he's still thinking about listeners. So peace. Yeah. Have, right. a, have, a, have a magical day, my friends. <laughs> You've been listening to the all new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. <laughs> You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.